On today's episode, we focus on two simple words that embody the warrior's way to success. Never quit. These two words are simple in their meaning, but not in their application in life. Our special guest today is Nick Kumalatsas. He is a former recon and MARSOC Marine, and since his separation from the corps, this guy's been pushing the envelope of personal development. His vibe on life and self-development is very, very positive, as seen through his inspirational YouTube videos. We dive deep into the video world and how Nick uses his journey to motivate and inspire individuals from all walks of life. Rise up a warrior, my brothers. Welcome back to the Man of War podcast. My name is Rafa Conde and I am your host. Man, it has been an unbelievable week here. It has been, I got to tell you, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten on that Richter skill. I've been so busy doing things, moving our new academy, which we're almost done. Also, finishing up this awesome Man of War studio that's actually in the back part of the academy, and I am fucking thrilled because finally I could come to work and knock out two birds with one stone. Yes, sirree. All right, guys, listen. The idea here is this, all right? This podcast, as you know, is all about forging men, men like yourself, into modern-day warriors. It's all about forging your self-confidence and strengthening not only your mindset, but your courage. All right, so check this out, guys. We are in the middle of a major movement here. I got to tell you, we are growing unbelievably way faster than what I ever expected. And I have so many things in store here over the next coming months that I'm going to start bringing them out, rolling them out little by little, because I have received so many emails, so many questions about specifically the Assembly of Warriors, our new YouTube page, uh, the Online Warrior Development Academy, and so many other cool things that we have in the pipeline. Don't you worry, guys, because I'm going to bring them up in the podcast and you will also see them on my social media. And by all means, if you're a part of my tribe, you're going to get special emails delivered to your inbox. All right. With some really cool stuff coming up over the next few weeks. All right. If you have not done so, please step up and leave us a review all right, on iTunes specifically, all right, just hit that iOS app, super simple, takes you 30 seconds. It is so important for our growth, for our continued growth. It would really be appreciated if you can give us a review. Also, go to manofwar.live and check out our new updated site. And also, you can look at all our show notes for every single episode, some very cool stuff there. Go check it out, manofwar.live. All right. The Warrior Development Academy is absolutely kicking ass. I recommend you go check it out. I encourage you to take the two weeks off the table. We're giving you two weeks for free, no strings attached whatsoever at forgingawarrior.com. Hundreds of warrior-minded men just like yourself are joining, transforming their lives through virtual training lessons, through webinars, through tremendous amount of resources. You're going to love it. All right, go grab your free manual, forgingawarrior.com forward slash manual. And last but not least, before we jump right into this show, follow my new Instagram account at manofwar with two R's. All right, guys, enough said here. Let's jump right into it. 
Nick Kumulatos, welcome to the Man of War podcast. Brother, it is an absolute honor to have you on. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, it's awesome. So, I mean, we were talking before the recording here, and your your whole, I mean, you've done something that, for the most part, a lot of the military guys that have come in uh, and transferred over from military life, you've done something very, very unique, and I really want to start diving into this because I started following you, you know, going back a little bit ago and just some good stuff, man, some good vibe out of those videos on YouTube. And uh, you're on point with what you're doing. You've done a hell of a job branding yourself. You want to introduce yourself for our audience a little bit, so the, the people that have not known you yet? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I grew up in, uh, well, I kind of grew up all over the United States, but predominantly in Florida, where you are. And, um, I, you know, any, like most, I guess, like most Florida boys, they, they grow up with a little bit of troubled youth, um, getting into some trouble. And uh, I ended up, so after all that, I decided to join the Marine Corps, which due to getting in trouble, seemed to be a little almost impossible, but we made it, we made it happen. And uh, after, you know, a couple of years of trying to get in, I got in, ended up spending 12 years in the Marine Corps. Uh, most of my time was spent with Marine Reconnaissance as a reconnaissance Marine. And then my last half of my career was spent at Marine Special Operations Command as a Marine Raider. Very cool. And, uh, and then after that, you know, uh, life took over. And I think we're, that's what we're really going to talk about probably is, is post-service a little bit, transitions post-service. But that's kind of me in a nutshell. That's awesome. Uh, now, pretty unique. I mean, Marine Raiders, are, they're not that, you know, common out there. I mean, you'll usually, you know, most uh, civilians think of, you know, Army Ranger, Navy SEAL, you know, Green Beret. And, and yeah. So what led you, I mean, your mindset when you got into the Marines? I mean, was it something that you had your heart set on being a Raider? Uh, we didn't even have those. That was a being a raider. You had to been in World War II at the time, so we, that wasn't even something that the Marine Corps had at the time uh, when I came in. Uh, at the time, it was a you were it was a force reconnaissance unit and Recon reconnaissance battalion units, and uh, I didn't know. No, the, the initial intent was not to go to that. I didn't. I saw pictures of it. I knew. I didn't know what it was called. I knew that there was people that rode around on boats and, you know, flew in helicopters and did that sort of thing. But I, I didn't even know it was obtainable, you know. And you got to think, this was uh, 1998 to 2000, so the, the Internet was very limited. And, uh, you know, there just there's, there's wasn't a wealth of information out there. So you kind of just went in blind, and, and everybody back then was very accepting of just not having to know everything now. Now with you know the information generation, I mean everybody wants to know everything up front, sure, and sure. just and it just wasn't like that. You know, I just went in because I wanted to be a marine. I thought that was enough. Um, but of course, once you get in, you know you realize, you know there there's tiers to things. There's different levels of different things, and I I didn't like where I was. And unfortunately, I've told the story a bunch on other podcasts. But um, fortunate enough for me, I met somebody who who gave me the right direction. And said, "Look, son, if you if you don't do this, you're going to screw up your career, uh, or you're going to end up being somewhere you don't want to be." And uh, he gave me the opportunity to take the screening for Second Force Reconnaissance, and um, and that was pretty much all it wrote. And then once I did my recon time, Marine Special Operations Command 
they took second force reconnaissance and first force reconnaissance uh, after a test bed uh, of a unit called Det One, um, Detachment One, and that was basically it was, it was a test bed that Donald Run- Donald Rumsfeld set up for the Marine Corps to be kind of test their dip their toe in and in, in, in SOCOM and special operations, and they Very did cool. well. They did well, and that's how Marsoc stood up. So they took first and second force, and I actually produced a video about this, um, telling a little bit about the history. I don't know, you might have seen it. Awesome, uh, awesome. Uh, but yeah, so we, we talked about that, and then that's that's basically second force turned into second Raider Battalion. And um, so once that happened, you know, I said that's where I needed to be, and I went and took selection again, uh, did, did another screening, and did it all over again, and. and and spent the last half of my career there. That's awesome. So, I mean, you saw the opportunity, you took it, and and, and I imagine going through the training to get onto the team to be, to be part of that unit, it probably was a very difficult, intense type training. Well, so that was a, it was a unique time. So when I came in, it was very unique. So, you know, a bunch of re- force reconnaissance Marines really – were laid the foundation and the and established Marine Special Operations Command and the battalions under that command. Um, so there were some that just kind of transferred over. Uh, I was fortunate enough that I actually had to go to. I didn't. I was a little upset at the time that they were making me go back through selection. I was like, how? Like I've deployed. I've been in. A, I mean, I'm, I'm. I just left uh, a recon battalion as a platoon sergeant. Like, how much more do I need to prove myself? Um, and I was, you know, I was getting older in that community. I was had starting to get older and. Yeah. And, but I, honestly, like once I went through it, I saw the purpose of it. You know, it's it's about experience, right? You don't you don't know what you don't know. Um, and once I experienced it, I was like, oh, this is one hundred percent correct. They put on a great selection course. Uh, I deserve to go. I needed to go through it. I think everybody should should go through it. But uh, after that, we were actually establishing our individual training course. Which was uh, which is basically our, our version of the SFQ course, and um, so it was just being stood up. I was I was pretty senior. I was actually already on a team, um, and they were kind of banking on the fact that I would get selected, and so we uh, we did. And that was before the Marsoc got their MOS. Um, and some, anyway, so stuff, man. That's some good stuff. Yeah. I got, Got selected, and, and then that was it. And then they started ITC, and all the guys that came after me had to go through selection and then the very, very long, almost a two-year workup to become a Marine Raider. So, wow. And we just went to Afghanistan. <laughs> you, and you put in your time for sure, you know. I mean, that's, uh, you know, and we thank you for your service, no doubt about it. Thank all you. Right. I always say it was, the, it was the best times and the worst times of my life. <laughs> Yeah, I hear you there, brother. I hear you there. All right, so we're going to take you out of that military element. So all of a sudden, you went shebang, you stepped up, and here you are as a newfound civilian. I want to know what was going through your mind at that moment where you came home and said, hey, you know what, I got to do something with my life and take me down that journey. Yeah, I wanted to... You know, I, I wanted to progress. I always wanted, I was always looking for the next thing, and I always wanted to grow, and I wanted my professional development to grow. And I felt, I felt at the time, me personally, this is just Nick's talking, that I, I wasn't keeping up with like, you know, what I was mentally, professionally growing. 
the military just couldn't keep up with the way the rank structure works and everything. So I wanted to, I wanted to grow faster. I wanted to learn more. I wanted to experience more. I wanted to push my opportunities. So it was, that was, that was a decision that made me to kind of, to get out and, and kind of go blaze my own trail. And, uh, I kind of thought I had it figured out. I had a plan together and what I didn't realize was how hard that transition is from military to the civilian, to civilian life. And that is an experience unto itself. Uh, you know, I, I did get out and I got a very high paying contract. I, I started contracting um, a very high paying contracting job and the, the money was awesome, uh, but I was still, I still wasn't happy. Right. I, I just wasn't happy doing what I was doing. It wasn't, it was just another job. It was basically the same thing all over again, except, you know, I'm just, you know, basically working for somebody else. I'm cashing paychecks, um, but it wasn't fulfilling. It, I wasn't fulfilling a dream. You know, I wasn't following a passion. I was just doing what I, I knew to do. Sure. And, and that kind of, that thought process kind of went for a couple years. Uh, that contracting job stopped. I started a, a bit, my first business was survival and tactical systems. And uh, I always make a joke, you know, when guys get out, they go, every special operator, you know, special operations guy, he gets out and he does what every good special operations guy does and he goes contracts, right? He goes, becomes a contractor and typically in the defense or intelligence space. And then after he gets done doing that, he does what every good special operations guy does and he starts a training and consulting business right, uh, right. in the defense and our intelligence area. And then, and then some after that, once, once you go through that, then you kind of figure out what your actual passion is and what you're, what you're going to, no doubt. You're, and you're, you're spot on, man. You're spot on. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so that's what happened to me too. I started a training consulting business. I thought that, you know, we were going to do all this awesome stuff and it simply wasn't the case. You know, you can't reproduce the military outside the military. Right. Hey guys, just a quick break in the action. Go check out our documentary at forgingawarrior.com forward slash warrior film. Very inspirational documentary. You're going to love it. And, then I, and I had to have some hard lessons about, you know, what the target demographic was, like what kind of needs are out there for, you know, clientele, you know, and, and that's really, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it was a complete failure, but there were some big failures in my first couple of years of business with that company. Um, and, and it took a hard look. I had to take a hard look at, you know, way we were doing things and what we were doing and what people needed advice, what I thought, what I thought was a good idea and what I wanted to do, you know. Sure. Um, and, and, we, and people make jokes, you know, and we make jokes about it. But like, yeah, you know, your first idea in business always sucks. You know, even though you've, you fall in love with it doesn't mean that everybody, you know, but you're trying to convince people, no, you should love it because of this and this and this. It's like, yeah, bro, I'm not, I'm not buying what you're selling. Um, so never fall in love with your own plan. But, uh, and then it was, it was really through that first business that we started doing, um, marketing and commercials. And you know, obviously if you have a business, like you have a, po you have a podcast, you have to market that podcast, right? You have to market that business. And it was through the marketing and through, uh, you know, people coming on and saying, okay, I want you to do a commercial or I want to do that through that process is really where I started to kind of fall in love with the media and production side without me even really knowing, honestly. Um, right, right. I just was like more inclined to shoot a commercial 
or shoot a video than I was to go stand on a range and teach people how to shoot a pistol for a million hours. You know, that's cool. Uh, that's a that's a totally different mindset, man. That's cool. Uh, yeah, I, it, and it wasn't like it wasn't planned. It was just something that, and it's almost like art, right? And you talk about we talk about veterans, and you probably know I work with a, a nonprofit called the Raider Project, and we in Gallant Few, and we we work with transitioning veterans, and we're always pushing people to kind of get outside of their norm or or the past and move forward. And you know, we've seen uh, great responses in any kind of art or creative therapy, and. I think that's just this is just another this is just another variant of that you know production and, and creating telling stories and creating videos and that sort of thing is really it's just kind of my creative uh, therapy in life and it's something that's something that gets you know makes you get really excited so um, that's kind of that's kind of how it started and then it got real serious after that so you started little by little, I imagine. Now, did you have any experience in filming and, and producing or anything like that prior to getting involved in, say, vlogging? Absolutely not. I, uh, I had no idea what I was doing. I, I did work at a movie theater I was a, a, as a child. My, <laughs> my, my mom actually started one of the first, like, di- I guess you call dine-in theaters right, in, right. in Panama City, Florida, Panama City Beach, Florida. And um, it was absolutely awesome. And that's, I actually learned how to work a projector back then. I was like 11 years old. And then my last job, ironically enough, my last job before I came to the Marine Corps was a projectionist for Regal, uh, Regal Cinemas. Right. And, um, of course, a lot of things have changed since then. But, uh, and then, yeah, I forgot all about it. Uh, didn't, didn't pick up a camera. never recorded anything. Every once in a while, I'd do a little something. But... Um, nothing serious, just just dad stuff, you know, with a handy cam and filming your kids and putting little things together. Uh, but no, it never really hit me until I got out. I had through that first business, I had the opportunity to go. Um, Discovery uh, Channel reached out and said, "Hey, we see what you're doing in the in in your space, and um, interested in seeing if you'd want to host, be a host for a television show." And I wanted nothing. I honestly wanted nothing to do with it. And uh, my girlfriend at the time basically said, "This is a good idea." And I said, "Okay, you know what? We'll do this because if Discovery puts me on TV, like that's a that's like a million dollar marketing campaign for our mm-hmm. our training business, right? People are going to be looking me up. They're going to find my business. They're sure. going to want to book yeah. us." You know? So I'm like, "Okay, I'll bite the bullet. I'll go be you know douchebag TV star for a couple episodes, and uh, and it'll get a, it'll gain us gain some business." And, um, you know, like the story of my life, I, it's a funny story. So they sent me this like 15 page essay report thing that I had to fill out. And that was like the straw that broke the camel's back. I was like, no, this is gay. I'm not doing this. Um, I'm filling out a 15 page, you know, essay so that I can do it. So, so Allie actually filled it out for me and submitted it. And then then I got the job and there were, we went to South America to film and uh, within the first day of filming, I was working with the director and the producer to help direct and produce ep- episodes, like setting up shots, setting up where boats are going to be, setting this whole like th- this scenario up. Mm-hmm. And it was not planned. I just I just got involved. Right. I was excited to be down there. I was excited sure. to be part of the project. And uh, we were going through these rapids and I was like, you know, it'd be really cool if we came through this way and then. We came up out of the water over here, and you know the director and producer's like, 
hell yeah, man. Let's do like, that's perfect. You know, ended up say actually real world saving some guy's life that first day of shooting. Uh, so it just absolutely fell in love with the process and I fell in love with the whole, just the whole thing, creating, shooting, making videos, putting the shots together, the whole thing. I fell in love. And then on the second episode, I drove a knife through my hand and had, and had to get a 30 hour medevac out of the jungle. And that was it. <laughs> Done. It was like, and I, I make a joke about it. I was like, it's like finding out the meaning of life. And then dying. Absolutely. Like I was just like, you you just you find out what your passion is and then it's ripped away from you just right, as right. fast as you found it. And um, so I was crushed, man. I went through probably like that rehab program for get I had, a, I, had two, I had two surgeries, one in Bolivia that got botched and uh, like it was just bad. Uh, pretty scary story. I'm actually gonna do a video on that story pretty soon. Of what happened after I left, but uh, two surgeries and about four months of rehab, and you know, work of course slows down and everything just stopped, and you know, life kind of fell apart for a few months. Um, but through that struggle and through that concept, that just those those that week of shooting, uh, it became very clear to me of what direction I wanted to do. And then shortly after that, we started the YouTube. We kind of dabbled in it a little bit. And uh, if you like scroll back in some very old vlogs, which I don't want anybody to do, but um, we dabbled a little bit. And then it was actually, so we started to get kind of, we kind of started to get our camera gear. We started shooting a bunch of stuff. I want to say that we shot for, we, sh we made probably, I don't know, 10 short little videos that never saw the light of day. Like concept stuff that we took multiple days to shoot, and all kinds of different things for business, and we, and we we edited them, and then we they, we never launched them, we never did anything with them, um, and we did that for almost a year, and uh, doing other work, and you know, trying to make ends meet with money and stuff, and then we sold it. We we made the decision. Okay, we're we're selling a business, uh, so we sold a small business. We got rid of it, and then at, and our decision was okay. That's going to free us up to kind of go production full time, and that was uh, April of 2017. Last year, last year, yep. And um, and then so we that was the decision. So about around April 1st is when we kind of started the YouTube channel, and uh, so it's been about 10 months now, and we just broke over 73,000, I think, subscribers. Yeah, that's and, awesome. Uh, one of our one of our videos this weekend hit a million views. Um, I don't even really like the video. <laughs> it's one of my. <laughs> I can't stand it, but uh, but it's there and it's it's you know and it's it's garnering support mm -hmm. and it's good and everything. But uh, yeah, so we threw it. We threw that. I threw myself one hundred percent into production, and then about about the same time, I uh, so my. So Allie, my partner, is uh, is a full sale grad. So she actually went to film school, and uh, I broached the subject of like, you know what? I got this GI Bill. Like, you know, I know we're busy, but why don't we? Why don't I, you know, cash in on this GI Bill um, and and go to go to full sale for digital cinematography? So around the same time, I actually went back to school to get a film to get a film degree. So I'm currently uh, wrapping up my first year of of uh, of film school so 
it's completely bizarre, right? It's conf- I, I got to tell you, yeah, you're taking me on this journey. I'm like, damn, so you really transitioned big time. And it, it was only in a, in a small gap. It wasn't like, you know, in, in a 10-year gap here, you, you transitioned, which is great. It was pretty cool. Yeah, I really, you know, and, and as far as that transition piece, I really, like, it, it, those first couple of years out were, were brutal. I mean, absolutely brutal. Um, my, my whole, like, health fell apart. My personal life fell apart. And uh, it was really through the nonprofit that I, the reason why that I, I think that I'm so successful and I've made this transition through the other side so fast is because working with the nonprofit and really putting myself out there to kind of be a guinea pig for uh, different therapies and different things, um, owning, kind of owning my own shit and dealing with uh, some of the baggage and some of my own personal stuff really facilitated a faster transition for me to get healthy and kind of figure out. I mean, it was really uncomfortable. You get real vulnerable. You get real uncomfortable. You have to look at yourself in the mirror and, you know, own up to some things. And, and But that's how we make progress, right? Like, you know, just the, the same old thing of, you know, you know, not pushing yourself, not owning up to your own shit. Um, you know, you're just going to, you're going to circle the drain for a long time. And I've seen it. I've, like you said, you know, 10 years. It's like this, you know, people have to work through their stuff for a decade before they get to the other side. What a waste of time! Like, absolutely. Why not? Why not just just own up to it? Say, look, I'm struggling. There's some other issues, you know, and I, let's let's deal with this stuff. Let's let's put the work in. Let's deal with it, and let's move freaking move on with our life. Like, we can have. What guys don't understand is, like, y- life can be really great. You know, whether you're you know you're working an office job or you're working you know whatever your job is, whatever your life is, whatever your life situation is, on the other side of whatever you're afraid of, if it's afraid of dealing with your own stuff, it's afraid of dealing with a situation or a person, like all your happiness and everything you could ever want is on the other side of that fear. Agreed. Agreed. So, like, why not just break through that? and like deal with it and get to the other side so you can have a freaking awesome life. So, I mean, your videos, what I've noticed here is that, you know, they're inspiring, they motivate, you know, even, you know, at times it's, they're not just videos about what you're doing in life. I mean, there, there's always some type of inspiration behind it. And, and, and that, and I like that because it also kind of sets just a regular, you know, somebody filming their life day in and day out. So, I want to know when you go out there in these videos, I mean, do you plan it or you just take your cameras with you, your equipment with you, wherever you're going and you just say, all right, let it roll. A little bit of both. Some videos, it's kind of funny. So some of the videos that are, you know, very planned out and very choreographed and and thought out don't do as well as some of the ones that, and it's not always the case. This is just, it's not always the case, but, and then some videos are just, you know, like, hey, today's the day. What's the story? Let's just, you know, take the gear and roll. We're going to, and this is my day. And the, those come out really good. So it's a mixture of both. Um, but when the fun, when you're talking about the positivity and like the fundamental, I guess like the, like the, the overtone of the videos or the way we think, I mean, I, you, you know, when you look at business, you look at a, anything that you do, right? Like you talked about a brand or anything, like what, what is your mission statement, right? If I have a product, if I have a pair of a knife or I have a pair of glasses or I've, if I've got a diaper, what is that company's, what is that product's mission? So I had to look at that and I said, okay, Nick, what is like with your, everything that you do, what is your mission? 
and like what is it that you want to get across like what are you selling and and you know what I basically came up with is like anything that I do if I'm not if I'm not motivating inspiring or educate educating others to live a better life then there's no there's no point if whatever I if it's a product if it's a thing if it's a if it's a video if it's a message if it's a speech if I'm not motivating inspiring and educating then I'm doing something wrong and that's really what my I feel like my mission is there's so much negativity in the world I mean absolutely so I mean in your daily life every you'll meet negative people there's negative stuff going on the country's got negative stuff going on the world has negative stuff going on Nick doesn't need to add to it Look, in my, this podcast, is, you know, it, it's about developing that warrior mindset, right? It's about developing and inspiring others from from the inside out. And, you know, when you say what you say, right, you're, you're going out there and everything that you're doing, there's a higher purpose to it, right? It's about being positive, but motivation and, in, and uh, inspiration tie in together I- into all of your videos. Is that mindset? And what I want to know is, is that mindset something that you had from a, from a young age or you developed in the military or you developed after you came out in the, you know, out of the military? I want to touch base on that. I would say that it, it definitely developed after the military. This is something that through that transition period from me going from military service to where I'm at now is, is where that came from because of, and you know what it really came from? Adversity. Just 100% perseverance through adversity, and um, cool, you know, and 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 then, like I said, talking about that fear, like going, getting through that fear, and everything that we, you know, everything that we want is on the other side of that, you know. And then honestly, a bunch of horrible stuff has happened to me over the years. I mean, people have screwed me over. Uh, they've talked bad about me. I mean, they've spread lies and rumors. And so, how do you combat that? Do you combat that with more negativity, and and what does that what does that do for anybody? Like it doesn't do it doesn't make the world a better place. It doesn't if you're if you're talking bad about somebody, it doesn't solve a problem. It doesn't do anything. All it does is spread more negativity. And I feel like we all have enough of that in our daily lives. Life gives us negativity, right? We don't need that. You know what we what we need what we need is the inspiration and motivation to live a better life and to live a happy life. Cause we, you know, in the, in the, in the grand scheme of things from birth to death is a blink of an eye. Right. So everything in between, everything in between, man, that's just golden. Those are, that's just like, that's a, that's a flash in a pan of what should be an amazing time. And people get so wrapped around the actual about all this stuff that's on the fringe uh, and then it all turns into this circle of negativity. I feel like that's we just have enough of that in the world, and I don't want to add to that. Everybody has goals. Everybody has a dream. Um, and if I can, through a message, through a video, through my way of life, give somebody, and I do, I get the messages all the time of people like, man, you've, you've inspired me to quit my job and start my own business um, to lose. I just got off. I got off a consult with a kid today. That because of my videos, he started his fitness regime on January first, when I did, and he's lost twenty five pounds. He's nineteen years old. Nineteen years old. There you go. Nothing better yeah, than that, man. Nineteen years old wants to join the military, and he's already lost twenty five pounds. And you know, that's awesome. 
Like that's 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 the mission right there. Because that guy right there is going to lose another 20 pounds and be healthy, probably join the military, and sure. then achieve the dream that he never thought he could have. So, Nick, tell me something, man. How do you go out there, for example? So, you know, you, you have your day, you're set up. I mean, is it when you're in the middle of stuff and, you know, and, and things are happening? Because me, I'm, I'm a pretty private guy personally, but I, I, I have become better knowing that the way of the media, everything is trending to be open, to be, you know, uh, what we call transparent uh, in, 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 our, in our businesses. And I mean, were you always just a pretty open dude where you can just go and film your life and, and have no issues? Or did you have to kind of adapt to that? Uh, I've always been a very open as far as public speaking and engaging. And like, if you walk into a room with people you don't know, like I, you know, I've always been a little bit of an extrovert in that in that way but i'll tell you this the best people the best like extrovert people out there still feel weird about carrying a camera and talking to a camera in a public space <laughs> like there is not and if you see it from like when you look at it through the video it's like it looks like a tv show it's not that big of a deal but if you ever right. witness it in real life or you have to do it yourself in real life it is the most awkward bizarre like uncomfortable feeling that I, I've ever felt like, and the worst is like probably airports, like on, on or off planes, um, in an airport. I mean, cause it's just so crowded and here you are with this like weird bendy tripod thing and a huge freaking camera and microphone walking through the airport, talking to yourself. It is freaking weird and uncomfortable. The thing is, uh, you just, I just had to, I didn't like it. I, I was like, this is embarrassing. They're all going to laugh at me, you know. Um, <laughs> you have to just own it. You just got to, like, this is what I do. Like, this is what I do. This is how it gets the desired output. And and I've, I've noticed, like, in the videos of which I don't feel comfortable, it comes across. It comes across as not confident. It comes across as being awkward and uncomfortable. And then, and then the viewer viewer watches that and they and they feel awkward and uncomfortable because you are you know so you have to come across confidence and even the best ones out there the guys that i look up to they actually get on camera and say look it's awkward and uncomfortable and i don't like it either but you just have to own it you know you just gotta you just gotta get out there and own it have fun with it and a lot of times i do a lot i have a lot of fun with it i bring other people on you know to make fun of it as well i mean i make fun of myself um my daughters make fun of me continuously, so it keeps me humble. But, uh, yeah, you just got to own it, whatever you do. You know what I mean? Whether it's filming yourself, talking to a huge camera in an airport, or, you know, doing, you know, selling diapers. I don't know. Selling whatever it is, your, your podcast. You got to own this podcast. Get it out there and talk talk to people, right? Absolutely. Uh, you can't be, no doubt about it. can't be embarrassed about what you're doing. So when... Who do you look up to in your line of work? Like, I mean, who are guys that you think are really, you know, boom, squared away and what they do? Who are the guys that maybe you took a look at before you said, hey, man, we're going to go down this path. But I want to kind of mirror my my filming, the way that, you know, I, I portray things. I mean, who do you have? Um, so, I, you know, I, I have different people on different levels, right? 
so I, I look up to I look up to depending on what demographic it is because I, I don't want to be put in a box. You know, I like a lot of different things. I still dabble in the tactical the tactical world. Um, our our sure. tactical our training company is actually doing. It's funny, you know, we almost we pretty much failed at first, but now it's doing better than it ever has. And I don't market it. Mm-hmm. I don't do anything with it. Um, it. It takes care of itself now. Um, but so it, it kind of depends on the thing. In the filming aspect, I mean, I, you know, growing up and being a fan of movies, you know, I look at, I've looked at all kinds of stuff. I mean, I'm a huge, like Guy Ritchie is, you know, as far, as far as the real film stuff, Guy Ritchie, uh, Zack Snyder, J.J. Abrams, all those all those big name directors in that, in that kind of, I guess, sci-fi superhero space mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Are, are, I look up to in the way that they do things, the way they tell stories, um, and then in the YouTube space, guys like Casey Neistat, I mean, the guy is just, there, there's not many people that can take a, a short movie and tell a three-act structure and, t- and, t- and tell a story. I mean, every video you watch of his, he is telling you a story, and it is absolutely amazing the way that he forms it and the way he gets it you know, across to, to an audience. And... Um, obviously it shows cause he's the, probably the number one, uh, video vlogger, YouTuber on YouTube, um, as far as telling stories that way. Uh, the other one would probably be, uh, Peter McKinnon who just recently came to YouTube, uh, um, a brilliant and amazing cinematographer. And I like to think that I take a little bit of everything. You know, I like to, I, I want to take a little bit of Guy Ritchie stuff. I want to take a little bit of, uh, J.J. Abrams, I want to take, you know, the storytelling from Casey and kind of mix it all into one, you know, and that's, and that's, I like certain things from each element. And so those are some of the people that I have been watching over the years and, and and try to try to learn from. So do you edit your own work or is it more, or you're more focused on the filming aspect? Uh, Both. So I, so I, my partner, Miss Capra, like I said, was a film, a film, a film grad as well so she shoots it mm-hmm. she shoots edits and produces a lot of episodes but it's a really it's a, it is a team it is a team thing so cool if there's something that i don't want to do she usually takes over <laughs> because i'll be dragging my butt or whatever and she'll she's like okay this has to get done i've got to i've got to take lead on here and you're not you're not being productive enough um, <laughs> so i you know as as far as everything she does line out a lot, a lot of shots she does a lot of the planning and then we we kind of bounce that back off each other and then and then you know try to get the best product out uh and and that's and that is a i'll tell you that that is something to be said to have to work with your significant other on the creative process because you don't always see eye to eye so things seem yeah, I think sometimes get a little intense, but uh, it always comes out and has the, you know, with the best product available. So, um, so overall, it's very fun, and uh, so we both we both kind of do it together, and we work with some other production houses as well to to produce some other things like this. Uh, the documentary that we're launching on April twentieth, um, we're working with our production company, and then we're actually bringing in a, another one to kind of help uh, kind of patch it up in uh post-production so that'll be nice man that, um what are, what are your plans for going forward and say in the next you know couple of years uh, a couple of years uh youtube is going to keep growing we're going to keep producing uh, on youtube i think youtube is is an amazing spot to uh i mean for instance for instance will smith is 
creating skits and doing in vlogging. So when you know when you you know you have something when big name actors are going to YouTube to create videos and they he literally said I want to I wanted to create a YouTube channel because it gives me the flexibility it gives me the flexibility to create on my own without a big production studio and without, you know, investors and all these different people trying to that have that have say. He's like, I just want to create. I want to create. And I want to get my story told, and I think that's what is amazing about that that platform is it just gives you the ability to kind of create. If you want to create a movie, you go grab a camera, shoot a movie, upload it, boom, done, you did it. And uh, right, right. And and there's money to be made there. I mean, you're not going to get super rich, but I mean, you can. People have done it. And uh, what what awesome? How awesome is it in this in this day and age that you, with a cell phone and an internet connection, you can be a filmmaker and you can tell us, you can tell your story. Uh, that's super powerful. And uh, do you guys go out there with with specific cameras, or do you use a lot of your phones to uh, film? Uh, we have a little bit of everything, uh, and we use and we use everything. My advice to to people always is don't focus so much on the equipment and the quality as it is the content and the story. For instance, I was taught. I was watching. Have you seen this thing with Jerry Seinfeld? Uh, comedians in oh yes, yeah, Hor- horribly shot. Like as I, from a production standpoint, it's very well organized. Uh, but like honestly, we could shoot it at a higher quality than what is being shot. But see, the thing is, it's what's not. What's so great about it, it has nothing to do with the quality of the of the videos and the quality of the episodes. It's the people that are in it. And right, I watched right. I, last night. I watched the one with Jimmy Fallon and him, and I was freaking dying. And mm-hmm. that's what sometimes, especially uh, amateurs and people that are just getting into the space, they're so worried about the the quality that they're not really focusing right. on the the, the quality uh, or the uh, quality of the characters and the quality of the story. They're so worried about way, the way everything looks, and you know, and like, don't worry about that. Like, why is it that? these videos from cell phones go viral because it's the content. It's the content that, that what, what really matters. People will overlook the quality all the time if the personality and the content is really in your face. So YouTube, right. YouTube is a big, we'll keep, we'll keep going with that. We'll hit that million subscribers one day. Um, and then on top of that, we've got a documentary and then a full feature length film um, that we're in pre-production with is, uh, for now as well. So it was originally called John Came Home. And uh, it, it, it's getting changed, and so John's already home, so it won't be called John Comes Home. It'll be I don't know. We'll figure it out. But uh, we're in, we, we're in pre-production with that story, and uh, and then currently working on the uh, Adventure After, After Adversity uh, movie. That's about basically um, going from being a military person, transitioning, hitting some turbulence with injury and transition, and then finding adventure on the other side and and uh and what happens with that and how how awesome your life lays so it'd be a short short film documentary that's launching on amazon april 20th so that's awesome because i, th- I think nick i mean look, you're you, what i'm getting from you man is that everything that you're doing here is to inspire and motivate others and to show that you know what a guy like yourself you know with a strong mindset could basically overcome adversity and not only go out there and brand yourself as a solid entrepreneur, but more importantly, do it 
by offering valuable content, right? To, by offering something that could truly help people, could truly inspire people. And I think that is a a key component of what we call, you know, that warrior mindset, right? Um, like a guy like yourself, you know, you have, you know, special operations training in your background, you have tactical training in your background, but you go with your heart, man, and you say, you know what, I want to do something that's positive and inspirational away, you know, from the tactical side. I want to do something different. You follow your passion and you're, you, you know, you're doing amazing right now. So I think your story could really resonate very, very positively for a lot of individuals that might be in a rut right now. With that said, give me something that you would tell someone you know, maybe kind of walking in mud right now and just kind of not knowing where to go and what to do, um, you know, with their life. They might want to start in the media, you know, media aspects, but they just don't know. They might be shy from going live on, on you know, um, iPhones and things like that. So what would you give them? What advice would you give someone? Well, step one, I, this is kind of universal. Step one is is get a good night's rest. If you're not sleeping, your brain's not going to function. So if you're not if you're not getting a good night rest, then that's that's step one. After that, then it's get in shape. Get get in shape and get healthy. Be physically fit because if you are overweight, if you're not eating healthy, again, your brain's not going to function. So you want to create. You want to build a business. You want to do anything that requires that you use your brain. You're gonna be you're you're gonna be like working on bad gas in your car. You know what I mean? Um, you you want your brain to function correctly, then you have to be physically fit. You have to be eating eating healthy, and I don't mean like running triathlons. I just mean healthy. You know, not eating crap. Don't put in crap into your system because it's gonna affect your brain as well. So. Um, that, and then after that is, is go for it. Find your passion. If you're in your mud, crawl out of it, man. Like, don't like, if you're just looking down going, woe is me, then that is all you're going to get. But if you look up and you find a rope, you find anything, crawl, grab, fight your way out of that muck, and then just start doing whatever it is. If you want to start a business, what are you waiting for? Start your business. Are you going to fail? You're damn right. You're going to fail. But that's the only way that you're going to be successful is if you fail. Because if you, sh- I've always said, if you show me somebody successful, I'll show you the same person that's failed 15 times. So until you, unless you failed 15, hell yeah, times, hell yeah. If you haven't failed 15 times, then you haven't put in the work to be successful. If it's very well, if you want to create, then go create. Go make a freaking video. Mm-hmm. Go paint a picture. Go take a photo. Whatever it is that it, it that you want to do, you have to go do it. There's no shortcuts. The only way to get better is by doing an experience. So you have to start. You just got to go out. You got to get got to get after it. That's powerful, man. That that's powerful. I mean, uh, I agree 100. percent I think that you learn your life lessons, and you're gonna learn. You really grow uh, from mistakes. You know, learning from your mistakes in life, and. Uh, uh, you know, I'm with you. I mean, you, you have to fail. You have to go out there and fail. Tell me about your worst time ever. I mean, the worst time Nick was and, and you figured out a way to fucking step up to the plate and overcome that. Oh, my God. There's so many. I mean, like, it means even starting back out, like getting in the Marine Corps. I mean, I had two felonies. I had drug issues. I was in a gang. I, I didn't graduate high school. 
Um, and I, I wanted to join the Marine Corps, and they told me no. So I fought for two years to get in the Marine Corps. And guess what happened? Seven days at being at boot camp, I broke my wrist and was dropped from my platoon. Wow. So two years I'm working to get in the military, and then seven days in, boom. You know? And then, uh, you know, fast forward to that production with Discovery. You know, I finally get there and I just fell in love. This is what I want to do with my life. I want to make TV. I want to make movies. I want to make television shows. I want to direct and produce and do all that kind of stuff. Boom. Drove a knife through my hand. Ruined it. Done. As fast as I found it, as fast as I lost it. Um, And what that does to your, like, mental state, I mean, it crushes you. Uh, Absolutely crushes you. And, And you know what? My... The reason why I am the way I am, what I believe, is because those stories just like that literally has happened to me. I can't even tell you how many times. Just when I'm like getting like something is going good and I'm right on the cusp, there'll be some sort of thing that wants to just knock me right down. And it's just a thing. So what? You get back up, you dust yourself off, and you get back out of it. Um I mean, in each one of those times, I mean, I, I'm, I'm talking overly, overly positive about it, but when it comes down to it, when that event happens, when it happens to you, it is, it is soul crushing. You feel like your whole world is coming apart and yeah. it is, it is a horrible, horrible feeling and every single person in their life has experienced something like that, whether it be a divorce, whether it be getting fired, um, which I've, I'm divorced, I've been fired. Like all those things have happened to me as well. Those are horrible, life-altering, soul-crushing events, right? Um, but are you going to let it beat you? Is that it? You're just going to take it and then quit? <laughs> no, man, you're 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 strong. I mean, that's good. That's very yeah. good stuff. And again, you know, the way you're you're disseminating this is a little bit different and a little bit unique because you're doing it through a lot of it through video, through just kind of, you know, filming in ways that it, it's capturing a story, right? I mean, right. I, so for me, you know, there is so much value there. And when you can connect with your audience, you know, through visual, through audio, and kind of have both of the senses, you know, kind of inspired, I think you really, really, you know, can lock somebody in for life. Yeah, it's, it's, it's you know, it's like, it's, you're going to talk the talk, but are you going to walk the walk? And I, I want to live by example, the way that I treat others and the way that I, you know, live my life and the way that we do things um, is, is that of an example. Um, awesome. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to ask you a question that I ask all my guests here. All right. And uh, um, typically, uh, you know, I, I, I forgot honestly to tell you, hey, hey, I'm going to ask you this throughout the uh, <laughs> show. So. Take your time. All right. What is your definition, Nick, of a modern day warrior? Here you go. Ready for this? All right. A modern day warrior is prepared. He is prepared to strike. He is also prepared to love. He is also prepared to care. He's prepared to train and teach. Um, a modern day warrior is multifaceted on every single level that there is. Um, he can shoot, move and communicate, but he also can read his kids a book and he can go in the garden and plant turnips if he needs to. Um, 
a modern day warrior in this day and age has to be multifaceted. It cannot be one dimensional. That's amazing. That's that's. Listen, you're talking about the balance of body, mind, and spirit. You're talking about you know having to you know learning right from life and getting stronger and strengthening your courage to be able to to love to be able to you know defend one's life to be able to train and hone that spirit but at the same time you got to be able to shift hats right you got to be able to be a dad you got to be able to be that warrior to protect your family or you know so uh, you're spot on man that's yeah i mean and yeah i think you're right on it's it's the mul- it's a multifaceted you got to be able to shift with whatever mission uh, is in front of you. So it might be your daughter, your your son has a bad day at school. Well, now it's your warrior's mission to, to take care of that, figure out what the issue is, right? If there's a threat in your home, all right, well, that hat gets get, gets turned on as well. If there's somebody that's there threatening your family, well, guess what? We flip that switch too. So it can't just be, yeah, it can't be one. It can't always be all go, you know? I agree. I agree. All right, Nick, how can my guys reach you? You know, this is your time to shine. Let them know about, you know, your YouTube channel, everything else you got in store for us, man. Absolutely. Uh, the best, best way to find everything is through the website, uh, nickkumalatsos.com. Um, you could even, I think at this point, you can Google my name and, and uh, even mess it up and it still comes up. But, yeah, YouTube. YouTube is obviously a big push. Uh, if you're getting ready for the military, you're wanting to get in shape, we've got a couple books out there. Uh, USMC Prep and Raider Prep, both are on my website as well. And, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm easy to find. And uh, I actually do uh, one-on-one consultation as well uh, for people that are either in a rut or they've got a, whether it be fitness, business, uh, military, whatever, you know, our production. Um, if they want to book one-on-one time with me to like so we can deal with the problem set, and kind of really take a one-on-one look at what they what their goals are. I do that as well. I actually did two right before I talked to you, and uh, yeah, that that really makes me happy too because I, I like talking one-on-one and saying, okay, what's what's your goal? What's your problem? Let's dive into this. Let's figure out a plan. Um, Vice just replying on Instagram or Facebook or something like that. I like to dive into it. Um, but yeah, I, I'm easy to find. I'm easy to get a hold of. And uh, yeah, I. I Thanks for having me on. This was this was awesome. I think you got a really great concept and a really great product here. Nick, man, you were the man. I really appreciate you being on, and we really learned a lot from you. And I kind of, you know, I really wanted to have you on because I knew you had a very unique approach, and uh, I wanted to take our listeners, you know, through your journey a little bit. And, you, you know, we did that. I think uh, we learned so much. I appreciate you being on and hopefully, you know, you'll give me the privilege again to have you on because I know we left so many things on the table here. Um, and it was it was an honor, man, to have you on. Appreciate it. Thank you, sir. All right. So there you have it. A great conversation with Nick. This guy can truly inspire through his filming and his storytelling. Go check him out on YouTube at Nick Camelados. All right. As always. What you listen to on this show is worthless unless you integrate it into your life and take action. You know that. Get with it. Go grab your free warrior manual at forgingawarrior.com forward slash manual. Listen, I updated it. It has some great stuff. Go grab it. And last but not least, give me a follow at my new Instagram account. 
Man of War with two R's. Until next time, your life may be challenging and full of dangers, but never retreat. Your last battle may be your greatest victory.